I don't know what kind of terrible decisions you've made in your life to land you here, but here you are, so you may as well listen. It's time for the confessional. I'm going to start this out a little differently. You're probably asking yourselves why this episode is not free. And that is because I've made the decision that the confessional series will now be uh, what's considered premium content or pay for content for really, you know, one kind of big reason. And that is the show is not going to grow unless I get some sort of financing to push it forward the way instagram and social media and things work these days is there's nobody getting a free lunch anymore everyone's got to pay to play and the truth is i i just don't have the capital to do that i don't really want to have to partner with any companies or sponsors for this to do that I'd rather just be able to turn these mics on and have Aaron and I say whatever the fuck comes to our minds. I know we will lose some people because of this, and that bums me out. I will miss you. I really don't want to have to lose anyone over this. I would hope you would all find value in this show and uh, the stuff Aaron and I are putting out. But the truth is, I I just don't have any money to do it. And so... Hopefully, this will be a way to do that so I can grow this show. I can grow the experiences. I want to be able to do bigger and better giveaways. Aaron's been extremely generous and helpful, basically sponsoring the giveaways. And, uh, you know, I don't want to have to go to Aaron every time I need something. I'd like to be able to be able to do things myself. And, um, yeah, so so that's why. If anybody has any questions... You can email me at adventurousgentleman.com. I really appreciate they're gonna it. Have to, they're going to have to pay to hear this to answer your question, though, so I don't know if that's going to work. I'll write a little description down below. They can read for free. <laughs> you know, like, if you want to look, if you want to bitch about me charging, you know, here you go. <laughs> you have to pay to bitch? Nah, yeah. Um, you know, I really hope a lot of you stick around. I do, and I think a lot of you will. I hope you do. And I just wanted to thank you all for listening. I, I appreciate all of you very, very much. So that's what it is. And, uh, you know, now on to the show. Eric, what are you up to, you son of a bitch? I'm buying Copenhagen right now. Can I get five cans of Copenhagen? I thought you were quitting five, cans, five cans of Copenhagen? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I I buy five every time. Is is that a daily allowance or is that like a weekly thing? Yeah, weekly. Weekly? Yeah. And you when you go, it. say, five different cans, is it the same flavor, just different styles, or, or what are you doing? You're not a steward then, I guess. Oh, no, just one, just one flavor. No, I I don't know a single thing about it. That's probably good. Thanks for me. Have a good day. Yeah, I, tr- I was trying to quit in Copenhagen and then about four days ago not not I mean it's easy to say because of this this and this but it's because I'm weak and I just couldn't do it but um yeah I went back to chewing Copenhagen and uh yeah it's just the one flavor and then 
I guess for me, I could go to Seven Eleven or whatever every day and buy a can, or you know, every couple of days. But it's easier to just buy five or ten cans and not come back for a week or two. Very true. Kind of like arrows. You don't yeah. want to buy them one at a time. No, I know. No, I buy arrows by the dozen. When I get arrows, I find a good one. I'm I'm a four dozen arrows, four dozen arrows at a time guy. Ooh, that's a lot of arrows. Not that many when you're shooting and testing broadheads, you know. Oh, that's true. You know, quite a bit. Not as many as you think, especially when you start kind of considering, like, let's say you do a true, when I say true, like a real thorough broadhead test from the, through the steel drums and phone books and shit, and then uh, you know, out to uh, 100, 120 yards for accuracy and how much wind drag. I mean, you're going to miss some targets if you get out there between 80 and 120, even if you're shooting the best you possibly can. Not everything's perfect every time. Wind drag, accuracy of each broadhead, even when they're spun. You know, that's how you figure out which broadhead to the best. You can lose some arrows that way. Speaking of arrows and shooting, did you see the new sight from Garmin? Yeah, I, I probably... You know, that's probably one of the most email things or message things that I've had in quite some time. And I mean, it was across the board of guys excited and guys that are, like, not happy. Like, that we've gone overboard. Which... With that site, I, I agree it's a bit much. I don't really get into the whole, you know what I mean, like I, whatever's legal or you know what I mean, like I don't get too crazy about it. But that does do, you know, I mean, I don't want anybody pissed off. It's not like I'm anti-technology, but field craft is kind of a dying art and technology is definitely just start take away uh, from maybe some, some skill sets that people can have and so, I mean, it's kind of not for me. I wouldn't use that site, but as far as technology goes, it's pretty freaking cool. That's true. It is It is cool. Uh, what would you say you're getting response-wise? Is it like 50-50 for and against, or is one kind of yeah. over the other? No, no, pretty much 50-50 for and against. You know, and there's a couple in there that are just like, what do you think? You know what I mean? They didn't really have an opinion. They just right. sent it to me and asked what I thought but, you know, there was a lot, even guys, a couple guys obviously have much better uh, typing skills than I do and wrote me a book. You know, I, I, I mean, I like shooting a compound, but having said that, if, uh, you know, things were different, I'd probably uh, shoot a trad bow, but things aren't different. And uh, so I don't shoot a trad bow as much as I probably could or want to, you know, and I, that's just how it is for the technology side of things. Like, uh, I guess I'm a bit of a hypocrite as I'm saying, if I had the choice, I'd probably shoot a trad bow and I'm not. So I could choose to, to, to you know what I mean? Not use the technology to tan it to me, go shoot a trad bow. But anyway, I think that, uh, if you hand a guy, uh, uh, that site that like myself, I don't think it's really going to make a difference. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I can, I don't really need that kind of tech, but I think, you know, maybe other, other people, you hear beeping, come on, security code works. We're on. Okay. So some people do need that type of a tech, like tech that it will help them. I imagine in a tree stand, especially elk moving in, whatever. But I think it just opens maybe another, another gate or another, you know, it's just like one more thing that's kind of chipping away where, the art of like the field craft art is going to shit and uh technology is stepping in front of it again and it's kind of you know it's at some point it's like well at what point do you just want to shoot a rifle yeah and uh, you know i'm I'm faced with these freaking moral dilemmas every day 
I say more of the limit. You know what I mean? Like I'm sitting here, got a great relationship with Prime, love the bow, but I like shooting a recurve, you know? I like shooting a trad bow, but one, there's the aspect of, you just don't, well, it is more difficult to kill stuff with the trad bow, which is kind of the one, you know, one of the cool things about it. But it's as it's, shitty as it's going to sound, uh, you know, sunrise photos and stories about adventure, they don't sell shit as well as animals on the ground. Um, <laughs> they don't. I mean, I, I've talked to several guys about this, and it's like, think about how much I've been criticized, you know, by a specific few more than others about me being a bad hunter or bad trophy hunter with a compound. And then, you know, add into the fact that I go to a recurve where really I'm a bad trophy hunter. And that does any of that matter? Yeah, probably not. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but the story is always better, almost always, when there's an animal on the ground and it's just more difficult with the trad bow. Having said that, I could suck it up, become a better hunter, and get that shit done with a trad bow. But right now, you know, it's easier to conquer for me. Well, you're right. It, it, I think, though, the technology of a compound bow to a trad bow while very different i think the fundamentals are all very similar right either way you're gonna have to do a shit ton of practicing to get an animal no i don't have no i don't have to shoot my compound but once every six months and i'm pretty freaking thorough and accurate all right but how much did you shoot it to get to that point though because you didn't start there yeah, but you can't discount, you can't discount that. I no, mean, I'm I'm not discounting whether, it, but the fundamentals. You had to build your fundamentals, right? Yeah, but you're pretty much uh, saying you're agreeing with everything I'm saying while trying to disagree with it. No, I'm yes, just saying the fundamentals that it's are, the, the technology the, difference of uh, the zero bow sight to a regular bow sight is different than I think the technology difference than the difference between a trad bow and a compound. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, that explains things a lot better. Yes, you have to earn skills with the compound and the trad bow. You got to earn them. Got to practice. Um, yeah, you don't. Not a lot of earning going on with a machine that tells you how far it is and adjusts your pinnacle. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. You may have to keep earning them with the compound every day, putting in. I mean, not the compound, the trad bow every day, putting in reps and earning it every day. Whereas you. Once you've established really sound fundamentals, you can practice your shop once a week, once a month, right? And still be yeah, pretty good. With the conquering. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, no, I mean, it's the easy button, you know? And <laughs> that is again. the easy button. Like I, they have a button. I see. <laughs> you press it and it I makes see. a shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see shit like this. And I do kind of, you know, I, I ask myself, you know, is this just the time to not take a stand, right? There's nothing. I love shooting a compound, but is this a time where I say, Hey, you know, it's kind of tough enough, man. You should probably just start shooting the trad bow, you know, and, and, uh, encourage other people maybe to, to not hit the easy button, which I have done. I mean, I shot the trad bow to kind of prove a point and I did, uh, you know, really fall in love with it, but it's, 
I mean, it's more difficult. Well, you can go on and on. We talked about it a bunch in the last couple of days on other podcasts. But I just, I guess everybody has a line, right? And my line is out there pretty far with technology. Like, I don't get too Twitter pated about far shots. If you've, you've got the skill set, I don't get too Twitter pated. You know, I don't give a shit if you put a light on your, you know, your site. I don't do any of that, but I don't get really affected by it. But when I saw this, I guess that was where my line was because I was like, huh, yeah, even for me, that's fucking pushing the limits. Either. Um, <laughs> from a man who pushes yeah. limits, it's beyond the limits. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And, and when I say push the limits, I mean, I just, I don't get too wrapped up in uh, some of these huge arguments that uh, technology is taking our, you know, hunting seasons away. And I and I, I say that I'm sure that has happened in certain areas, just no areas or no states where I've uh, hunted myself. But I mean, I'm sure, you know, that the harvest ratios in Colorado haven't really changed with technology. So, you know, I don't get too too uh, crazy wrapped up. But when I see something like this, I think, okay, you look at like that site. You look at like a crossbow, which I think crossbows are great for people who need them. But I mean, people don't need them. Crossbows in archery season don't belong. being able to have a bow. Ah, I, I I mean I think if you're going to use a site like that that you are you know quite possibly pushing the the boundaries of technology. A line a line should be you know more or less drawn in the sand. You know with that. Here's here's my thoughts on this uh, zero bow site and it's only based off what i've seen in a short video so you know i could be wrong about some of these things but from what i've seen is one it's got to be activated by a button that it looks like people are mounting on so my thoughts <laughs> my thoughts on it are it looks like you have to activate it with a button from your bow hand which i'm not moving my hand once i've set it when i've put my release on so for me, that's an extra hand movement that I don't want to have to make because of how important I think the position of that bow hand is for my shot. Second, yeah. it's a lot of distracting shit on a site where really I only want to focus on getting the pin near where it needs to be and making the shot process commence. It's, yeah. it's just a lot of distracting shit up there to have on a bow site that I don't think you really need, and I really don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. If you're already using a rangefinder with angle compensation, I would hope you have practiced enough and have a good enough grasp on the fundamentals to make that shot. Or really, you should not yeah. be taking that shot. If you need that much technology to tell you where to take a shot, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with pretty much all of that. I think that, again... I don't know how much of a difference it would make to begin with. You know what I mean? But it is another chipping away kind of it like field craft. And so let's take, let's say it doesn't make any difference at all on harvest statistics, right? But, you know, let's say it doesn't, it doesn't, meaning it doesn't make one hunter any actually better at, at killing an animal. Again, though, it still is like one, one more thing that makes us softer. One more thing that makes us, you know, maybe not as skillful as we maybe should or could could be, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, so. 
And at what point have things changed to where you don't even recognize them from what they were? And I understand, like, take music, right? Country music, for instance, where you have people... uh, Every 10 years or so, there's kind of a new style to the music to where it sounds very different now from where it started. Yeah, that happens constantly. Good, good Lord. And I understand I'm going to become the old guy at some point who says, you kids don't know what it was like when we started archery, but I'd rather be the guy who says it and give my opinion than sit here and just take stuff like this up the ass. Yeah, yeah, I concur with that. You know, in a lot of ways, the industry, it, it seems to me, is like, you know, just, uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, no matter what with the industry, it seems like about the time you're like, ah, you just, you know, nothing's going to really change for the next few years. We felt capped out technology. Bam, here comes the site that the pin moves and shit for you. I'm like, Jesus, is there no fucking boundaries? You know what I mean? It's just like, it's uh, nothing I, you know, going, <laughs> Yeah, like kind of going along the lines of what you were saying of, uh, you, you know, now, you didn't know what it was like when I was coming. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, again, am, am surprised from time to time at the level things go to. Oh, and I'm, you know what? I, we're both probably in that box of people who, because we're into the fitness side of hunting, would hear it from guys who say, oh, you don't need to be fit to kill this or kill that or whatever. And we would say, yeah, but it helps. So, so I, I could see someone making that argument on this site however i think it's way more unnecessary than that yeah and, and i don't think it's really going to help that much for me it's more of a matter of principle you know so yeah and i think it changed honestly i could see it being more of a hindrance than a help because of the distraction factors because of having to move your hand to engage it maybe they'll change that i don't know or maybe it's not that big a deal but when i get set up I don't want to be doing anything than executing and aiming. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, uh, yeah, I just think that I don't, I don't really see an issue with lighted knocks. I don't use them myself, but I don't have a problem with them. Uh, I think I don't that's have very different. I think that's incredibly yeah, well, different. Well, and the other thing this thing claims is it'll tell you where you shot the deer. If you're shooting an animal, and you can't walk to the roundabout area where it was, you probably shouldn't have taken the shot. Yeah, and I guess uh, since it's Garmin, I could see that they that technology is, is feasible. I can see how that, with the GPS technology, I guess that would be the... Good Lord. What, what would you the hypot- say? The hypotenuse? That would be the hypotenuse. Is what, anyway, I'm not a mathematics expert, what? but that's crazy. Now, what if, would this be crossing the line? What if they came out with a knocker, a broadhead, that injected or inserted something into the animal that was shot as it was shot so you could track it? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that's a good uh, a good idea for, for many different reasons. One, you know, so, you know, let's say the, the animal, uh, let's take does and small animals out of it. Let's take a... Uh, 200 and some inch deer into equation. Let's say it's a 240, uh, you know, new world record, typical mule deer. And, uh, the only thing most guys are really thinking is get an arrow in it. Cause then it is dead, maybe dead next week, maybe dead tomorrow, no matter where we hit it. 
we'll find it and kill it because we're going to know where it is now. So, you know, everything else aside, I think that'd be a bad idea just because you get an animal, uh, an arrow in any animal, it is going to die because you're going to know where it is all the time. Which would be a bad thing to be tracking an animal. I don't think it's a good idea to, to, uh, have the ability to basically, um, do what like the DOW does where they have trackers on them constantly to, to monitor them. Um, you look at into the trophy hunting aspect and, uh, governor's tags. Um, you know, just from some shit I've already seen, it's pretty crazy. Uh, let's say you've got a guy pays, I don't know, pick, pick a number. Some numbers are pretty ridiculous, but has the Colorado governor's tag. He bought it for 220,000 for mule deer. Uh, in August, I find a 245-inch typical record, world record, you know, mule deer. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, the guy can't get out to us till September 15th. We're going to lose this buck. So I just go out and fling an arrow into it. Nobody needs to know. Mm-hmm. Um, now we got a tracker on it. Now, no matter what, that governor's tag holder is going to be able to find that animal. So, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea at all. Because at some point you're taking away what it is to hunt, and you're playing. I don't. I don't even know what that game would be called. It's just. It's kind of. It's cheating. It'd be like cheating at hide and seek. Instead of closing, you know, giving people time to go hide, right? You're basically turning on find my iPhone and locating them. Yeah. No. I. It's a. It's a. It's lazy. I don't, uh, I mean, dude, I don't know what to say because for it to push a line for me is saying something because my lines are far from, you know, what a lot of people's are as far as stuff. I mean, dude, it literally made me sit there and think, Jesus, maybe I should just shoot the trad bow and forget technology. Good God. And I, not to say that I think compounds are bad, but I mean, just as a matter of principle, looking at that site, I was like, shit. <laughs> when so when a company's come out with technology so far out there it makes you want to just shoot a stick in a string you know they've gone there yeah yeah and i mean yes um i can see where all these arguments could go to especially you know haters of mine for for example where they would say well so you're an advocate of this oh but you are the one that dictates you know when it's too much like so you're fine with you know, shooting whatever distance or seven pins or a slider. But yeah, I am fine with all that. I mean, I, you know, that I'm still having to earn it. I mean, it's not like, you know, basically we're talking about, you know, going from five pins to seven pins. Um, but even though it takes three skill to, to judge that or pin gap takes skill. Yeah. 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 And then just a lot of practice, you know, just to be able to hit that and tuning where uh, this is just a little bit more too much of an easy button for, for me, but I, hey, whatever. I, I mean, the world's going to shit anyway. What's the new fucking site, right? I mean, yeah. I, I guess I shouldn't be too Twitter pated over that. It's just, just kind of like, wow, holy cow. So. And going away from technology a little bit. Speaking of gear, though, Kafaru's dropped two new bags or packs. Yeah, that's why I'm at work at you know four or something in the morning. If I can get my IT to get off his ass and finish putting them up on the site. We got two at the crater and a cavern. Super, uh, one's a real big pack, and uh, one's you know like a three to five day or uh, you know one's closer to eight thousand cubic inches, one's around five. And then uh, 
Yeah, so those get released hopefully today. We got a new lid coming out as well, um, like a multi-pocketed lid for the bigger pack. So. Really? And uh, what are we going to be looking at price point-wise on these packs? I don't know, honestly. I got to do run the numbers and figure out what the bio, the uh, build-up material. Anyway, I got to do all the paperwork for that. I'm not sure yet. I would think they get, you're going to be close to... Um, you know, probably less than what a Vita Timberline was, you know, maybe along the lines of like a Mountain Warrior or a Reckoning, but I should know today by around 10 by the time I get all this other crap finished up and run the numbers. Well, if they're up by the time this podcast goes up, I'll put the link in the description so people can head on over there and check that out. Are you bummed at all? You're not at the ATA? No. No, no, no. No, if I was bummed, I'd go. No, I <laughs> and, mean, I'm in charge of my own destiny here at Kafaro for the most part in the sense that you know, I have to make the grown-up decisions for myself of where I go and, and what I do. And if I waited, for example, if I went to the ATA, it would be the chance of these packs getting released would be pretty slim. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen, uh, which would mean they wouldn't get released before Sheep Show, which means I wouldn't be able to sell them at Sheep Show. I'd only be able to talk about them, and then I'd have a bunch of people pissed off that they couldn't order them, and then my phone would ring off the hook. So, yeah, it was a pretty easy decision not to go. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a fun way to spend a day. Yeah. What are you doing instead? Are you going to go anywhere, do anything? I noticed you mentioned maybe a cougar hunt. If it snows, I'm going to go on a mountain lion hunt. Other than that is uh, load the trailer, get ready to drive out to the, the Wild Sheep Foundation show in Reno, get these packs up on the you know website, the normal stuff. And yeah, if it snow hits the ground, I'm going to head out uh, over towards the western slope and hopefully Lion. That's pretty awesome. You know what I got today that I'm pretty stoked about is you ever hear of Zach Evanesh? Mm-mm. He is sounds like a singer. He does sound like a singer. He is a trainer and coach, real big in like the athlete, power athlete type world, uh, coaching teens and younger athletes and all that. But he's pretty well known. He's just on the power athlete podcast i think they had him on the other day but pretty stoked going to be interviewing him a little later today about training and things of that nature and then i'm a little bit behind on getting some edited so i got to do a lot of that got to do a lot of editing have you heard uh did i ask you about this have you heard of sawyer water filtration yeah i've heard of sawyer water filtration um have you heard of Donald Trump? Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I did an episode with a guy from there, so I got to get that on this week, too. That's cool. Yeah, it's going to be pretty busy. Do you run Sawyer, or you just run the SteriPen? I mean, I have three or four Sawyer systems from the, the different squeeze systems that they have and, you know, uh, gravity filters. They're a, they're a hollow fiber filter for the most part. Or uh so when those fibers freeze, the, the they break. Uh, where the when the water freezes inside these tubes, uh, the tubes crack, which pretty much makes the filter potentially worthless. So I don't use them as much as um, I used to, just because I'm always in whether it's cold enough to freeze those tubes. More of a summer thing then. Yeah, I mean it's just not the, not something. I think it's a great product for a lot of people. It's just not something I use anymore. But I did use it for a couple of years off and on. Cool. All right, man. Well, I gotta go help with the kids who are apparently up. So, oh, actually, if you could hang well, out a little bit. Good luck with that. What's that? I said, well, good luck with that. Thank you, thank you. And uh, if you could hang out, though, I'm gonna ask you. For those of you who don't know, Aaron's selling a bunch of his extra stuff. Yes, if you yeah, if you're listening, I have a pile of clothing to sell and some other gear as well. 
tents, all kinds of stuff, shoes, boots. Swarovskis, yeah. Boots. Underwear. No shoes. I don't ever sell shoes. No, no. <laughs> don't buy anything my junk's touched. All right. Is there anything the people should know about or check out? Um, yeah, I mean, just check out these new bags and, um, you know, kind of keep track of uh, uh, Kafaro and Frank. Uh, and uh, the Kafaro cast, as time goes on, will be releasing you know, more product. And uh, see if I shoot a mule deer in Alabama in February. Pay attention to that. Uh, There's mule deer in Alabama? They're not mule deer. Sorry. See if I shoot a buck in Alabama or if I just keep unloading on does. Because I'm going uh, down there for the rut. In April or when? February. February is when their rut is? Holy cow, that's a late, late rut, isn't it? Or early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it depends on how you look at it. All right. Well, thank you all for listening again. Um, you know, I hope you stick with us and continue to listen to the show. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, just email me at adventuresgentlemen at gmail.com. You can get to that through the website if you can't figure out your email. And till then. <laughs>